the New York Jets are 1,000 to 1 long shots to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> that, that means if you, if you bet just $1, you will lose just $1. I mean, it's just, just one. What's, what's $1? I'm more amused by Jimmy Fallon's uh, follow-up to his punchlines. (laughs) I find that funny. What's coming up? Let me tell you this. A guy read 50 years, a half a century, worth of relationship studies and came up with 17 strategies for a good relationship. It's a lot of strategies. It might be too many. (laughs) But it is culled from 50 years of study. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about that. Lord knows. It's funny. I was just hobnobbing with a uh, co-worker. How's it going? You know, we're making witticisms back and forth, and one of them was, my wife hasn't left me. Uh, you know, it's a healthy relationships, very important. Hmm? It's a good way to start the day. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. Another day, my wife hasn't left me. Well, as I said, I still have a heartbeat and a job, so uh, anything beyond that is gravy. Oh, and my wife hasn't left me. Uh, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show from CBS News, Peter King, who is in Miami, as we understand it. Peter, greetings. How are you, sir? Oh, just great. Thanks. Hey, listen, uh, the top of the hour news and the news in general doing a pretty good uh, job, I think, of uh, describing the big storm that's bearing down on Florida. So we just have a couple kind of specific questions, if you don't mind, uh, while you're on with us. Um, Number one, it looks pretty unavoidable that Florida is going to get hit hard, right? Right. And and it's probably not going to be like an Arthur uh, days and days of rain thing. More like uh, describe what, what Florida can expect, if you would. A lot of wind, a fair amount of rain. Uh, the wind it could be catastrophic. We're talking major hurricane here with winds of 120, 130, 140, 150 miles per hour. Uh, and uh, storm surge along the coast, uh, 10 feet high in some areas. I mean, this is uh, going to be devastating, guys. How, can we, how strong a wind do you need to blow down your house? I don't have any uh, concept of like that. actually blow your house over? Like a, you know, like the the big bad wolf. What's it take to blow down your house? Is a hundred be hundred and fifty, or does would that do it? It depends on how well built the house is. My house survived Hurricane Charlie with one hundred mile an hour winds. Mm-hmm. But you know, you know, you guys sound like you're joking about this a little bit, and there's nothing funny about any of this. Hey, dude, when, dude, when you're in the hey, middle dude. of all of this. Hey, we're dude, we're do, we're just doing an entertainment program. We're trying to be entertaining. All right, don't really yeah, need a I, lecture I, on how I, to handle I, it. I, I, uh, no, no, no. I understand that, but you know something. This is uh, this is a life and death situation. You got hundreds of thousands of Floridians who have evacuated, and you've got people down here wondering if they're going to have homes to come back to. Right. So, what does it look like right now outside? What does the sky look like? Amazingly, it's a beautiful sunny morning down here in Miami. That's it looks wild. like a typical summer Florida day. That is going to start changing as we get toward uh, toward uh, late tonight, and then tomorrow morning when we start feeling the effects of the storm. Uh, the wind I, I, and I, rain will come, and then uh, the really bad stuff. I would actually like to know how much wind it takes to blow down the general house. You said 100 miles an hour didn't blow down your house. Does 150 blow down a house usually? I don't know. You, you know, ask a construction guy because those those guys are the true experts. Right. And right. it depends on how well those houses are built. I mean, if you've got a house built of stone, you know, it might be indestructible. If you've got, uh, I understand. Uh, Something less than that, that uh, might be that might be kind of hard. Right, right, and it varies greatly depending on when it's built, too, and the codes at the time. Uh, what are yeah. people doing? Just uh, Is anybody going to work like at an insurance company or anything like that, or is everybody just getting ready? 
That's a, that's a really good question. A lot of people, uh, a lot of businesses are shut down at the urging of local officials who want to keep people off the roads as much as possible to keep them clear for people to clear out. And, and how big an area is under the mandatory evacuations? Anything along the coast, the Florida Keys, and it's like uh, when you look at the Florida Peninsula without the Keys, it's like a big U from like Jupiter Inlet around the bottom of the state up to almost uh, Fort Myers, Naples. So is that, because I don't know Florida geography that well, is that like 50 miles or 250 or? It's hundreds of miles. Hundreds of miles of coast. This Uh, is huge. Peter King of uh, CBS News in Miami. Uh, I'm definitely Thanks, Peter. Appreciate it. Very much. All right, guys. Take care. Thank you. I am definitely done. Not interested. Um, the Big Bad Wolf was able to blow 65 miles an hour, according to this expert, on the text line. I don't know if that's something you can nail down or not. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, according to my cursory Google searches, a Category 4 has the power to take whole roofs off of newer houses, uh, but doesn't say if it'll... And what's Category 4 again? Uh... For a speed, we looked that up the other day. We should have a chart in here if we're going to have hurricanes every other day in America. I'm working the Richter scale desk. And I'll let you worry about that. I, there's got to be, there's got to be, an, uh, there, but there's got to be a wind that they know this tends to blow down houses. There's got to be. Uh, I just wondered. Category four is 209 to 250 kilometers. Oh, that's kilometers. 130 <laughs> to 156 miles per hour. We'll take my roof off, likely. Well, not having a roof would suck, especially on a rainy day. Yep. Plus, you just, you know, I just had minor roof damage in a part of the world where it rained like crazy and snowed for the winter. I cannot get an air-sucking homo sapien to show up and fix my roof. You just can't. There's X number in the area. They're booked through 2030. And I just can't even imagine if there are hundreds of thousands of roofs seriously damaged to just, they're gone. How long it takes somebody to show up. I guess you got to go with, like, tarps and duct tape for months. Man, the text line is brutal. The text line's always brutal, though, isn't it? So from the National Hurricane Center, well-built framed houses can sustain severe damage with loss of most uh, roof structures and some interior walls. Trees snapped or uprooted, power poles downed, all in the Category 5. But um, what about Uranus? <laughs> if you could somehow travel to the other planets in our solar system on a whim... Nobody would want to hang around. <laughs> this is just too much. This is from the New York Post. Is this what wind it will take to affect my anus? <laughs> is that what this is? According to the New York Post, if you could visit the other planets, nobody would want to. Should we just say Uranus? That's what the scientists would like us to say. That's what the astronomers would like us to say. Well, they're easily embarrassed. It's a cold, dangerous place where diamonds form and rain down within its mass of frozen gas. Diamond rain? That's the album Prince would have made if he'd stayed alive. Now new research suggests that there's another great reason to never go there. Its moons are on a collision course with each other. And it'll be a cataclysmic explosion, etc. So if you live on Uranus, that's something to worry about. I hope NASA can get film of it. Because that would be something. Two moons crashing into each other? And what would that do? Uh, mess up the moon. <laughs> Does anybody know? Um, they believe uh, roughly uh, uh, it'll th- 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 eventually two of the other planets will follow suit. Um, uh, th- 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 no, no, they really don't say what, but they think the moons are going to crash into each other.
I hope the people uh, going to our text line are not going to Peter King's Twitter feed because it's going to be a... No, don't. Don't. God, don't. Don't. You're not being very nice to him. Well, I've got no comment on the whole thing. I'm not happy with any of it. So, just everybody calm the hell down. All right? All right. There we go. I'll joke about whatever the hell I want to joke about. Can't mention the three little pigs? He mentioned houses build the stone. Exactly. Yeah, he started it. I got some great texts on the whole opioid thing, um, on why they do give us opioids, even if it's something that we may not need opioids for. Yeah, right. Which is uh, the government, as usual, trying to attack the opioid crisis, passed a, a law that has backfired, and that's why we all get these kind of painkillers every time we get anything done. Oh, yeah, I think I remember what this is about, but all right, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, my kid's going to have a little oral surgery, and they prescribed her opioids without asking or harassing, or it hasn't even happened yet. The text line is 415-295-KFTC. What is KFTC, the number? Do we know that? Well, you can figure it out. I hope you can figure it out. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. I'd buy uh, whatever you're going to buy today because the Russian mob is about to take all your money out of your bank account. So um, there's that. Sure, sure. And or learn to hack into others' accounts so you can break even. So talk about the big Equifax hack. 142 million Americans. Super private information. Uh, available to mobsters for a month and a half. Nice job, Equifax. They're offering uh, help. You can sign up for help. Credit monitoring, as I mentioned. And I I did it up until the last step. I didn't do the last step. I got a major update for you. If you don't hate Equifax now, stay tuned. Wow, perfect. From the text line, how much wind does it take to blow a sense of humor into Buzz Killington? We don't need to revisit that, people. There's really no reason to revisit that. So I came up with a chart that is really interesting on this whole thing. So if you have wind at 110 miles an hour, what will that do? 110 mile an hour wind will blow mobile homes off their foundations and blow cars off of the roads. Wow. So that's what you do at 110. And what are they looking at today? Maybe maybe 200? At 150... Uh, 156 is the top end of the Category 4, which this... Hurricane is now being categorized. Yeah, as. so at that one, roofs torn off frames, houses, mobile homes demolished, not just blown off their structures, but demolished. This is the one that got my attention. Box cars overturned. Mm. It's hard to imagine the wind that it would take to turn over a train car. Uh, but apparently 157 will do it. Large trees snapped and uprooted. Um, windows will be blown in. Windows can't uh, stand that sort of rain. Wow. Uh, wind. So then you go up to the next one, which, you know, that one's unlikely, but just for S's and G's. Uh, we'll see what happens when you get up to about 200-some miles an hour wind. Um, even well-constructed houses, the walls and roofs will be blown away. Trains overturned. Entire trains, which is just impossible to imagine. Uh, most trees in a forest would be uprooted at 200 miles an hour. Heavy cars lifted off the ground and thrown through the air. So you have forests being flattened and your walls blown in. And cars being bl- flying through the air. Right. Which is a hell of a projectile. Well, and that's uh, that's still like a medium tornado we're at. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, tornadoes are, are much smaller, generally speaking, than hurricanes. But yeah, you're, I, yeah. I'm told that the Weather Channel has a really good uh, video if you can't imagine walls being blown in and would like to see a uh, like one of those uh, Korean animation things where they simulate uh, something or other. 
I guess they have something like that that's pretty uh, uh, informative. Let's go up to the top just for fun. F5, 318 mile an hour wind. Let's see what happens there. It says incredible damage. Or, uh, well, thank you for that. I'm sorry. This uh, we're on to tornadoes now. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, th- that's that's. It doesn't make any difference whether it's a tornado or it's just the wind speed. But that's where I got the chart. Oh right. What the wind Coming speed up, will do. Monsoons. Um. So if you had a th- 300 mile an hour wind, which you know, I don't know, you might as well whistle Dixie. I'm not sure it makes any difference if you get hit with 300 mile an hour winds, <laughs> but um, houses lifted off the ground and flying through the air. <laughs> Wicked witch style. Um. Carried, yeah, carried considerable distances to disintegrate. Wow. Automo- but you might get blown into a better school district. Automobiles flying as missiles more than 100 meters, Jeez. or 330 feet. Trees debarked. Okay. Uh, steel reinforced concrete structures also blown down. Skyscrapers toppled. Yikes. At 315. Skyscrapers would be blown over. Wow. So, yeah, again, you might as well, you can... Uh, I don't know. You could uh, board up your door or uh, uh, learn to tap dance or do whatever you want to do. But you're going to end up with the same result. Exactly. Wow. Cars hurtling through the air, missiles. Jeez. That'd be unpleasant. That's yeah, our point. Certainly would. Yeah. Avoid that if you can. Um, I think that probably the Equifax thing matters to more people. I do have this opioid thing uh, when you want. but no, Go ahead. Okay. So, um, well, you can set it up. Oh, just to, I was talking about the fact that little D has to get her wisdom teeth out, and I see the prescription form on the counter, and it has an antibiotic, and it has an opioid painkiller. And, you know, I've had multiple oral surgeries. I've never needed that stuff. It's, it's not like she's having a leg sawn off in the Civil War. I mean, it's just to automatically, without her even asking, here's a, here's a bottle full of opioids. I thought this was a national crisis. So what percentage, I don't know what percentage of people who get their wisdom teeth out need that sort of stuff, but I've known a lot of people that got their wisdom teeth out, including me, who didn't use any of it. Right. It hurt, but ibuprofen was fine. Right. If it's... For like a day. If half of people don't need it, why would you give it to everybody, given the fact that, as you said, it's a national crisis? First text on that, by the way, was, come on, Joe, quit calling the opioid, calling it an opioid epidemic. Um, uh, you're falling for the the lie. I think it's actually an epidemic. I think all those people are actually dying. I think they're actually having trouble figuring out where to put the bodies. So many people are dying. I think it's real. So uh, for anybody who, I don't know where you Maybe come up they're with quibbling with the term epidemic because it isn't spread oh, in that's the same it. way. That's it. It's the... I'll relax. It's the... I'm a quibbler and I find you quibblesome. It's the anything you put in your body is your own responsibility sort of thing. Could be. I don't know. Um... At Christmas, my 13-year-old had emergency apodectomy. As we were discharging, they started to give him a prescription for OxyContin for the 13-year-old. I said, no, Tylenol will be fine. We got home. My boy didn't need any pain reliever, but I was in dismay that the doctor went straight to OxyContin. Mm -hmm. Um, So here's the reason why. When it comes to opioids, the FDA is as guilty as any doctor. Several years ago, they made it so we cannot call call in pain pills. They thought they were going to help shut down this. You know, misuse by uh, by not allowing that a prescription or special form must be handwritten and hand delivered to a patient or a pharmacist. We can't give you a prescription for two pills with a couple of refills, nor can we call the pharmacist and refill your pain pill prescription ourselves. No refills can be given for pain pills ever without a new handwritten prescription. So you can't call up your dentist or doctor afterwards and say, hey, it really hurts. And they call in the prescription. So that's why they give them to you up front. Because it's just it's so difficult to get them if you would need them. So by trying to you know 
make things better. They made things worse by everybody gets them now. Right, right. Bureaucrats once again saying, I believe we know how to craft a perfect world. Here's what we need to do. And the law of unintended consequences, as usual, rears its its inevitable head. And that explains the refill thing. Because yeah, okay. when, when, when I was given Vicodin, giant bottle, like 150 pills or something like that. Mm-hmm. With yeah, yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Yeah. Well, I well, do know what now that's you all know. about. Yeah. Interesting. So, uh, listen, I don't know uh, about, uh, well, uh, the Equifax thing. Are you familiar with it? You're just tuning in. One of the three big credit rating agencies got hacked, and mobsters of one sort or another for six weeks had access to the personal information from, you know, name, address, driver's license number, social security number, it depends who you are, uh, credit card numbers, all sorts of stuff for 142, 143 million people in America. Probably you. You have been hacked and the ma- some sort of criminal somewhere in the world have all of your information. Congratulations. Now, I don't know much about the angle of the story that you guys were talking about that Equifax executives dumped a huge amount of stock right before this news came out, right? Well... And they're saying, oh, it's a, a coincidence. Wow. Well, God. There you go. Drag them out of their corner offices and... Uh, that should be illegal? Uh, only because, you know, anybody who anybody else who's got stock in Equifax didn't have that information, and now their stock is worth way less. Right. Um, and, and you got out while it was high. So from that standpoint, I'd be illegal. On the other hand, if, if I work for Equifax and I hear, oh my God, we got hacked. They got everybody's information. Sell, sell, I'm sell. selling my stock. Right. I'm not waiting till it hits the news. So I, yeah, I, don't I don't know. I, you know, I, I famously, Jack almost attended law school, uh-huh. but it was, uh, with a specialization in almost constitutional law and not, uh, securities law. Um, I briefly considered a minor in it, but then, no, no, no. So anyway, I went through the process, and in a moment that was, in terms of drama, probably the equal of the Hindenburg uh, broadcast, uh, I researched whether I was affected by the hack, and I was. Oh, the humanity. Oh, my hum- Oh, my money. Um, and, and so I went ahead and I went through the protocol for they will monitor your credit for you and keep an eye because they feel so bad about this. I can't, I'm so red-faced over here. I'm going to help you out. I did not activate it yet. And I come across this headline uh, sent to us by an alert listener via Twitter, who I would give credit to, but then I would have to go off the screen. I'm looking at my phone. If you want, this is from CNN Money. If you want help from Equifax, there are strings attached. Equifax is offering help for people whose personal information was hacked, but there are big strings attached. Uh, Equifax offering free identity theft protection and credit file monitoring services. Free, isn't that nice? But the offer comes with some conditions that may make you think twice. Uh, it doesn't start till next week for some reason. Um, it needed to start, what, five months ago? You give up your right to sue Equifax if you get the credit oh, monitoring service. Oh, oh, wait, gotcha. it's worse than that. You must agree to submit any complaints against Equifax faxed arbitration you can't sue on your own behalf and you can't join a class action case or benefit from any class action settlements that equifax agrees to who took the time because i'm i'll bet the fine print on that signing up for that is is long and tiny and you wouldn't have read it somebody took the time to read it get into that 
The Federal Consumer Financial Protection Bureau recently rolled out rules against these kinds of arbitration requirements by banks and credit card issuers, but not credit monitoring agencies. Republicans in Congress have introduced legislation that would roll back these rules. Uh, Equifax isn't promising help fixing your credit. They'll only monitor your credit, not help you fix any problems arising from the hack. Quote, we do not offer, provide, or furnish any products or any advice, counseling, or assistance for the express or implied purpose of improving your credit record, credit history, or credit rating. The company says in its 7,200-word terms and conditions. 7,200 words. So you would do that like is, you do. That is a very long magazine article. Oh, sure. So you would, and it, I'm sure the print is microscopic. Uh, so you would do like you do with your iTunes agreement. You just scroll down to the bottom and click I agree because mm-hmm. it's a free. They're going to protect my credit. And now you can't sue them. Wow. Clever. You right. got to admit they're clever. Hey, the Russian mob that hacked us, uh, they got the, all your bank numbers and they've emptied it. So anyway, see ya. Click. That's what Equifax is willing to do for you. Well, if you give up the right to participate in any sort of, uh, you know, a, a recompense. What is the, uh, I don't suppose there's any law here. It's just, um, you know, consumers hear this and you'll decide whether or not you want to ever use Equifax, you know, pay for their services. But I will not. How long have they known about this before they let everybody else know about it? Well, long enough to get together a whole bunch of lawyers and come up with that plan. True. 7,200 pages worth of terms and conditions, or 7,200 words, rather, worth of terms and conditions couldn't have been an overnighter. No, so rather than telling you right away when they find out, hey, you know, boy, change your passwords, do everything you can, because they hacked your no, they got all the lawyers together, figured out a way to avoid being sued, dumped their stock so that they wouldn't lose their money, and then let us all know. Yeah, they found out originally July 21st. Maybe Equifax and Wells Fargo. July twenty first. It's yeah. September now, Marshall. I'm yes. not sure you know that. I understand. Maybe Equifax and Wells Fargo could get together and form some sort of business. Oh yeah, a merger. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. They sound like they need F- to work. FU Incorporated. <laughs> so they, you know, let the consumers know how they felt about them. Wow, that is something. Uh, what's coming up in your news, Marshall? Please? Well, we got a new report: Russian hacking and subversion more widespread than thought. One major West Coast city getting ready to power wash their streets to fight Hep A. What? And they got hepatitis in the streets? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. They're power washing Hep A off the streets. They are. Yeah. And into the sewers. Great. And we've got new concerns about EpiPen. Stories coming up minutes from now. Armstrong and Getty. By the way, the story you just did. How many places are you going to hear that today? Anywhere? I don't know. We try to stitch it together for y'all. I'll bet you don't hear that anywhere today. The the bubbly blonde news anchor is going to tell you you can sign up for a free protect your credit report from Equifax. So that's nice, Jim. Here's a puppy playing with a dolphin or something. And more on the weather. (laughs) Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got another text from somebody in the know on the whole credit thing, the Equifax thing. We're going to we're gonna get them on about uh, how you handle this if you think your information's been hacked. So stay tuned. And, uh, you know, I'm not just tooting my own horn, although I will toot my own horn if nobody's looking. Um, <laughs> the wife's out of town. <laughs> but uh, Childish. 
I'm hearing better information here than I've heard anywhere else than how to deal with this. Let's get the news now with Marshall Phillips. Well, we got a new USA Today report that says Russia's meddling in the affairs of at least 27 European and North American countries. They've been doing that since 2004. This ranges from cyber attacks to disinformation campaigns, and according to the analysis by a surveillance group, the alleged interference started in former Soviet republics, allied with the West, then Western Europe, and then recently has moved on to Canada and the United States. Yeah, but they were just intervening in our elections in 2004 to help Donald Trump. No, wait a second. That, that that part of this story is what drives me crazy. Oh, if you yeah. get focused on it from a Trump angle, for or against, you're just making a mistake. You got the people obsessed with bringing down Trump. They can't pay attention to what's actually happening. Or propping up Trump. Then you got the pro-Trump people who think the entire thing is an effort to discredit Trump. Both sides, shut up. This is serious. The whole thing is the Russians screwing with all our elections, and they're going to continue to do it when Trump's gone. Um, But we have an actual example or two of some of the fake uh, stories that made it into Facebook uh, during the election season. And it's pretty interesting, so we'll get to that a little bit later. All right. San Diego is getting ready to power wash its streets to fight hepatitis A. How did, how did the hep A get on the streets? What are the whores doing? Or what, what? Oh, 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 easy now. County board, <laughs> county board. <laughs> There's no reason to impugn the good working women of well, San Diego. Where's the hep A come for? How does it end up on the street? Well, they're saying the outbreak is not uh, because of homeless uh, people or drug users. Uh, apparently, it can be... Uh, it's children. It's school children. Well, who is it then? Well, it's, uh, they have declared a public health emergency. Fifteen people have died. Hundreds have gotten sick. It can be contaminated water. It can be contaminated food products. Even if you come up to somebody who has Hep uh, A and they don't know it and you shake their hand, that it, you can pass from person what to if, person. For instance, they're living in droves on the streets and going wee-wee and poo-poo on the How streets. How can you possibly say it's got nothing to do with the homeless population? And why would you say that preemptively if it's entirely possible from an epidemiological point of view? If I can't got, believe I said that word correctly. If you got yeah. people peeing and pooping in the streets who have Hep A and then right. they're washing the streets... My question of how did it get in the streets seems pretty easily answered. Well, I'll tell you one thing it isn't. It's not the homeless people, all right? You stay classy, San Diego. It seems like a knee-jerk reaction to they're afraid people are going to make it about homeless. Let, let me let me go back and clean this up a little bit. The San Diego you County clean it up. it's disgusting. The you San Diego all, all over it. The San Diego County Health Department estimates 30% of those infected in the hepatitis A outbreak are not homeless or drug users. I misspoke on that one. Okay. Oh, so okay. you've got right, a number of yeah, you got a number of other people running around uh, spreading the hep A, so they're going to start washing down the streets, power washing down the streets. And like Joe said though, into the gutters. And then, then where does it go? Into the water supply. Back to you. Out into the ocean. I would like to apologize to the city fathers and mothers of San Diego yes. and instead turn my wrath toward Marshall, who is unprofessional at best. <laughs> wow. And now Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. Careless. Gutless. <laughs> Fake news. Hi, kid. The FDA says there have been hundreds of complaints about the EpiPen. The agency sent a warning letter out to the Pfizer drug company saying it failed to investigate complaints that the anti-allergy device misfired during life-threatening emergencies, including a number of cases in which people later died. Oh, wow, that's rough. 
The FDA you use it and it didn't work right. for some reason and you die. Yep. The FDA says many complaints against the product are that it failed to activate when the user followed instructions. Pfizer says, oh, we're very confident in the safety of our EpiPens. Yeah, I suppose yeah, they could have right. used it wrong. I did it one time. Yep. I will never do it again unless I'm actually starting to uh, have trouble breathing. <laughs> I mean, it was, it's not pleasant to jam yourself with one of those EpiPens. It's a huge shot of adrenaline, yeah, right? Yeah, it, I felt terrible. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. I actually went to the ER after I shot myself with the EpiPen wow. because of what the EpiPen made me feel like. Ooh. thought it was killing me. Wow. Does it make you feel just like anxious or just your heart beating out of your chest or what was... Yeah, like like if you've ever been in or almost been in a car wreck or, you know, attack or right. something. I mean, when right. just, just, ah, ah, just like it's full, full, but it stays that way for wow. a long time. Oh, jeez. And it was a... Oh. Plus you're jamming a needle in yourself. <laughs> There's that. So, right. so how does it work? How does that keep you from dying of an allergy? You're too angry to die? Or... <laughs> That's wild that it would... Uh, uh, oh, and by the way, you're going to feel like you're fighting a bear. But the good news is that bee sting won't lay you down. Now, that's my, you down. now that's my autobiography title, Too Angry to Die. <laughs> so, you can have it. Are we going to talk to that credit guy, or is he? can that person come uh, on? It's a credit lady, and yeah, yeah, we'll have her on Oh, next. ladies know stuff, Listen too, to Jack. Listen to the misogyny. <laughs> yeah. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Jack, people stealing credit information is not a laughing matter. A lot of those. Also, be sure and ask the be sure and ask the credit lady how much wind it takes to blow a roof off a house. <laughs> so, well, you people are hilarious. Excellent mockery. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, He's a fan of the form. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. And some interesting text about the Hep A thing. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for that. Yeah. It, plus, and they, all these people are saying, "Are you freaking kidding me?" It's it's clearly the homeless. It's absolutely the homeless, and here's why. Yeah. Uh, plus, the Steve Bannon uh, interview is uh, leaking out from 60 Minutes, and some of it's really interesting. The whole uh, Russian Facebook hack ad thing. Oh yeah. Some yeah. of the examples of that. And what's it? There was another one. Another thing. Oh, more excerpts from Hillary's book are coming out, and they're just insane. It is, and the Democrats are hating it. Oh yeah, it's interesting. So uh, stay tuned for all that if we can squeeze it in. Please welcome Lois, who is a privacy attorney. Uh, works on well on privacy issues. I'll let you reveal whatever you'd like to reveal, Lois. But uh, welcome. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. So if uh, we are among the 142 million Americans, and I found out I am, uh, whose information was compromised in the big Equifax hack that they didn't tell us about for weeks and weeks, the scumbags, what should we do? Well, first of all, you should do this even if you weren't in the Equifax breach, because this will protect you from any breach, and there's a whole bunch going on out there. Um, Before I talk about freezing credit, which is what everybody should do, let me just really quickly explain how identity theft works. Some criminal obtains your personal information, either by some high-tech cybersecurity event or just by stealing your wallet, and they go to a car dealership or they go to a department store, and they try to obtain a credit card or a car in your name. And what will happen is when that happens, the department store or the car dealership will check your credit report before opening the new account or giving you the car. If your credit is frozen, they will not open the account, give you the goods or services or car. So in order to freeze your report to prevent that from happening, you need to go to each of the three major credit reporting bureaus online or by phone 
and freeze your credit. Now, that kind of ruins their business model because they make money every time they um, share your information with a potential lender. So they don't uh, exactly encourage this or advertise it. They instead are selling you their credit monitoring services, which which only let you know of a criminal event after it has occurred. In order to prevent it from occurring, you need to freeze your credit So, So do you suggest that people just live with their credit frozen, and then like if I go to buy a car, I just unfreeze it temporarily? Is that the way you're supposed to operate? Absolutely. Okay. I and I don't think many I don't think many people do it that way, but that's what you're suggesting. Yes. I froze mine several years ago. It is extremely easy and quick to unfreeze it. You just do, go online and freeze it. You can unfreeze it either for a particular lender or for a particular length of time. Um, yeah, I'd never thought about easy. this before. It makes sense to me. I, I Okay, I bought a house a couple of years ago. I'm not going to buy another house for, who knows, decades yeah, how maybe. how often do you need a credit report? A car every couple of years maybe, so not very often, and so it's just hanging out there exactly. for no reason for years at a time. There's no, there's no reason for that. That's it, right. Lois, if the Russian mob was going to buy a car in my name, is there any way to get them to buy a BMW? Because I've always wanted to own one of those. <laughs> Well, that's a very good question. I'm, I did not learn that in law school. <laughs> Does not fall within your uh, realm of expertise, Correct. I see. So, the, so you're saying the credit companies want us to leave our credit open because they make money off of it. Oh, absolutely. If everybody froze their credit, they would absolutely have no business anymore. So, brr, uh, d- is my credit checked by people much? No. Well... You know, no, not really. You need it when you rent a new apartment, when you buy a new car, if you want to open a new credit card somewhere. I won't do that once this year. Right. You know what, Jack, you're probably not going to have your credit useful to you, um, to businesses maybe, but for you, until your kids want to rent their own apartment and you have to co-sign for it because they don't have any credit. Yeah. So, and I don't mean to quibble at all. I'm just trying to figure out why that would make the credit card or the credit rating agencies mad or, or cost them money since... Well, the credit agencies make their money. They collect all the information about you. Um, various businesses report to them whether you've paid your bills on time or not. They make their money by offering a service to businesses about whether you are credit worthy or not. The law requires them to allow you... Believe me, they didn't do this until they were legally required to do it. The law requires them to allow you to freeze your credit and not share that information. Once they can't share a significant number of consumers' information anymore, they won't have a business. Okay, I, okay. I just, again, I don't want to get hung up, but it seems to me they're only sharing it when I tell them to share oh, it no, anyway. No, no. Well, yeah, I see your point. Um, no, they're sharing it all the time. For example, when you get the pre-approved credit card offer in the mail. Yeah. They have checked that beforehand. Bingo. Okay, and there's, I wasn't there's an example. Yeah. Okay, great, yeah. great, yeah. cool. I get it. And and again, your your overall premise is indisputable. Yep. I think everybody ought to call and freeze their credit right away. Sure. Yep. So I've got or go online. You don't have to do it on the phone. Online is easy. So j- the three major companies will that take care of it? Yes. Awesome. Well, then now this is some news you can use. And and we have an article that we will be posting within moments about freezing your credit at ArmstrongandGettyRadio.com. Uh, if you'd like to look into it a little further, but it's it's super easy. Hey, Lois, it's really, really cool of you to uh, to spend a couple minutes and help folks out like this. Oh, sure. 
Anytime. All right. Thanks a million. Good to talk to you. Yeah. And don't, no, don't hang up, okay? No kidding. Thanks. Um, so, th- yeah, now that I've had it explained to me, there's no reason to leave my information just hanging out there for them to sell to Visa and MasterCard and American Express. I'm not going to get those cards they send me in the mail anyway. Um, there's no reason for my information to be hanging out there. I might, not, I might not need credit again in the, th- the next three years. Sean, you're probably going to have to cancel your subscription to NaughtyNurses.com, but, you know, you got to make we a all, sacrifice. Yeah, we all got to do. We all got to make a sacrifice. Stay safe in the modern world. Wow. Interesting stuff. Damn hackers. I'm telling you, once again, blowing our horn. I don't think you're going to get this stuff anywhere else today. Horn blower. But on the Armstrong and Getty Show.